Hello, hello, awesome people, and welcome to Authors Chat with Allison, where I will be interviewing inspiring authors and upcoming authors about their book, their brand, and their business. Today, I have with me on the line Ashley Robertson. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. Introduce us to introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell them about you. Okay. My name is Ashley Robertson. I am a leader, speaker, author, and an advocate for mental health. I have a passion to serve those that are burdened with the stigma found in mental illness. I am a Red Aspen beauty enthusiast. So I sell makeup and lashes and nails, and I love to help women feel beautiful. I am an owner of J&A Robertson Photography, LLC, and I am a pageant title holder. My recent reigning title was Mrs. Gulf Coast 2020, and I like to use my platform in pageantry to bring awareness to mental health struggles. And my goal is to stop once and for all the stigma placed on those diagnosed with mental illness. And I love to serve in my community. Um, I love to serve and volunteer ranging from feeding the homeless, promoting animal rescue adoption, cleaning efforts for the local beaches on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And everything that I do, every platform that I mount, and every role that I do serve, is one driven to bring beauty and healing to the world around me. So as a public speaker, I've won several Best Speaker Awards. I'm a member of Toastmasters International, and I try to use the business, photography, and ownership of Red Aspen. Our mission is to inspire women to stand up, stand out, and stand together by uniting passion with purpose. And while I'm not out promoting, I'm so sorry, when I'm not out promoting mental health awareness and making the world a more beautiful place to live in, I'm a member of Cedar Lake Church in Biloxi. I'm a mother of four and a loving wife. (laughs) Wow, Ashley, that is so beautiful. I I mean, I'm just listening to every, I was trying to write down some stuff. (laughs) I was listening to everything that you do. That is so awesome. Now, you and I are both um, co-authors on an anthology that's getting ready to come out. What is the name of that anthology, and what is it about? Well, the name of the anthology is called Finally Free, and it's about tenacious, fearless, bold, triumphant, authors who have rendered fear powerless, reigning triumphant, and changing the trajectory of our lives. Now, what is the um, title of your chapter that's in the book? And give us a summary about it. My title is called Worthy to be Loved. And what the summary of my title, uh, my chapter is, Basically, whenever people think of mental illness, they don't sometimes associate it with self-esteem. And I've struggled with self-esteem my entire life, and I'm trying to find 
a sense of belonging in my chapter. I'm trying to fill um, find out feelings of acceptance, and it talks about how my heart ached when I felt unloved and unwanted. And, you know, I do have a family, and they care about me, and I have friendships that uplift me, but I still fought daily with thoughts that I just wasn't good enough. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't smart enough. I bought, You know, I always thought that I would never fall in love. I would never find someone to love me, and I would never be capable to be loved because of the struggles with self-esteem. And so I'm just really trying to show where I have overcome that. And the fear is kicked to the curb. And once I competed in Mrs. Mississippi this past October, I didn't walk away with a crown, but I still walked away feeling like I was the winner because I tried to compete for over 10 years. In my first marriage, I know as awkward as that sounds, I did ask my husband, hey, my husband, Jeremiah, I said, is it okay if I compete for Mrs. Mississippi, knowing that I wanted to compete in my first marriage? And he's like, go for it. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to go for it then. And, you know, so we've been married three years. And so that's where that kind of links in. And so for over 10 years, I wanted to compete. Um, I was married and with my first husband for 12 years. So it's been a long time that I wanted to compete for Mrs. Mississippi. And when I finally got the courage to get up there and kick fear to the curb and just be like, I'm going to do this. I'm still struggling with my weight. I know that I'm beautiful, who God created me to be. I know that I have a purpose, and I have to get my story told. So if I get on the stage and finally get through it, that I can show everything that I've gone through up to this moment, literally walking across that stage. And I've competed before, but walking across that stage, which was a goal that I had set for myself for so many years, I walked off the stage not with the title, not with the crown, but with the beginning of my breakthrough. And when Dawn messaged me about Finally Free and we were talking Mm -hmm. about it, she called me, and then she said, this is, your, this is going to be your breakthrough. I was, I was like, I need my breakthrough. I need to find out how am I going to get my story across. And she's like, this is it. This is it for you. So that's why I took on and said, sure, I will join and write my first chapter in a co-author um, book. And I've always wanted to be a, an author, a published author. And this yes. is probably the best anthology opportunity to be the first one that I could have been blessed with. So I'm very grateful to Dawn. And I'm very grateful for all of the co-authors. I am so excited to read this book. I'm so excited, not just because it's mine, but I can't wait to see all of the other stories and just be uplifted because I know, just like our title, Finally Free, we are all finally free, and that is just such a blessing and amazing to me. You know what? I am so excited along with you. I'm like, finally free. I mean, and we've probably heard the title before or, you know, have thought about it, but to actually be free is so um, rewarding. Who would you say is your target audience for your chapter? I would say my target audience for my chapter would be women who 
have struggled with the stigma of mental health and struggled with self-esteem, young women, little girls, you know, who don't understand the struggles of self-esteem and how it links to mental health and how, you know, you have to take care and love yourself to be mentally healthy. That's just a requirement. And I just, I think that those people, those ladies, those young women are the main target audience that I am speaking to. And I really hope to help anyone that has struggled with the stigma because I just want to show if you're fighting fear and you have that, that, you know, you just aren't, you're scared and you don't think that you're strong enough that you can do it. If I can do it, and I, um, my birthday is January 21st, which is our launch date. You know, <laughs> if I can do it after 30, 36, I'll have to add that extra year on there coming up next year, 36 <laughs> years that I've lived in fear. And here I am, January 21st, 2021, I'm going to break that fear. I'm going to break those chains and finally be free. And my story just, it, it's just a, a little snippet of my book that I'm planning to launch hopefully in the next year or two of my own and so I'm very grateful for the stepping stone and I'm very grateful for this breakthrough and I hope that the audience can really feel my heart and really feel that I am not just writing this for spotlight I'm not Mm -hmm. writing this for fame I'm writing this for them because I want them even if it saves a life because of the mental health struggles that I've gone through and that's part of it, too. We can maybe get into that in a minute on my birthday, you know, how that ties into my mental health struggles. Yes. Now, you talk about fear a lot. What were some of the things that you were able to overcome dealing with fear? If you could name one or two things. One or two things that I have. I would have to say... Just fear of rejection, fear of not being good enough. Those are the two biggest things that come to mind because I guess they go hand in hand, feeling like I'm not good enough and will be rejected because I'm not good enough. And it even ties back to your title, um, Worthy to be Loved but Didn't Feel that you were worthy to be loved because of the um, fear. Mm-hmm. Now, um, how long did it take you to write your chapter? Well, <laughs> there's two ways I can answer that question. Actually, writing it, it took me about an hour, but actually leading up to writing it, it took me a couple of weeks to <laughs> get started because I was scared. I was like, how am I going to write a chapter about, you know, how am I going to summarize everything that I want, which, yeah, so it took me that long to just get to the writing start, you know, the start of writing, and I was just like, okay, now I'm here, so now it took me maybe an hour or so, but it took me a couple of weeks to actually sit down and not be in that fear to just say, you've got this, you can do this. Now, name um, one thing or two, and you're welcome to do that, 
ultimately, what do you want readers to gain from reading your story? If you could name one or two things. Okay, well, number one, I just want everyone to know that, you know, I want them to gain that God is an ultimate God. He loves us, and there's a couple of scriptures that I just would like to share that tie into my chapter, and there's reasons for these, and there's three. And the first is 1 John 4.18, there is no fear in love, perfect love casts out fear. And then in Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And then finally, in Romans 8.28, it says, and we know that all things God works for those, then we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So there's fear, there's strength, and there's love in those three scriptures. And I just want You know, if I can lean on God and he knows that I trust him and he casts out that fear, there is no fear in love, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength, and everything that I do, God's going to work out according to his purpose. So those are like my three scriptures that I live by, and I just hope that what readers can gain from my story is to just know that in a generation of where we're most exposed to the chains of mental health disparities, that I would like to be the voice of advocacy. I would like for people to know that you can come to me. I can advocate for the mental health struggles. I've been there. You know, I mentioned my birthday and the launch of Finally Free, and so I've struggled with depression, anxiety, and I've even struggled with suicidal ideation, the thoughts of suicide and not wanting to live. And so how amazing when Dawn, our visionary author, she said that it was going to launch on my birthday. And I was like, hold up, wait, (laughs) what? (laughs) My birthday? Like, God has said, Ashley, if you don't hear me now, this is my birthday gift to you. Stop trying to think that you don't deserve to live. Look at this amazing breakthrough that's going to happen on your birthday. And so even after 2020, with it being such a year and people are just struggling with mental health, and so I think this is the icing on the cake, literally. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Now, What are you most thankful for right now, if you could name three things? Three things that I'm most grateful for. My family, definitely my husband, and I talk about him in my chapter, which he's like, why do you have to talk about me? He's so quiet, (laughs) so to himself, but I'm like, I'm sorry, you're part of my story. So (laughs) he's Jeremiah, and his name's Jeremiah James, and so they're both biblical, and he's my rock, and I fell in love with his name just as much as him. So my family, definitely my husband and our children. I have two daughters and two stepsons. And um, so my family, 
Definitely my church family. They, my church home, Cedar Lake Church in Biloxi, they have lifted me up and just brought me out of darkness and absolutely love them. And then the third thing that I would be most grateful for, oh, wow, there's so many things that I'm grateful for. It's so hard to choose three. It's so hard. I would just have to mainly say I'm grateful that I have faith. And I know that sounds, it may sound selfish, like you're, you know, grateful that you have, no, it's, I'm grateful that I have enough faith to, yes. to pursue my dreams and to continue to just know that God is God. He has me. I'm so grateful for faith because if I didn't have faith, faith is the light that shines in the darkness, and I would be in darkness forever. So I have to give God my, my ultimate gratitude of faith. Yes, yes. Now, when you um, shared your story, did you find a um, relief in sharing your story or, you know, a breakthrough in sharing your story? I certainly did. I found a relief because that fear, just writing it and getting it out and putting it down into words and then rereading it when I finally got the edited copy back and it's just so beautiful and it was almost like, did I write that? Like, did that come from me? And then I know the things that I've gone through in my life, but I I just like to think, I am free just from not wanting to feel like I'm good enough to share my story. Like, I have a story to be told about not feeling like I'm worthy, worthy to be loved, self-esteem, mental health, you know, the stigma and the judgment and the crying and just everything that I've gone through. And God has said, Ashley, this is why you are writing this story. So I feel such a relief that it's going to open up so many more doors and opportunities and you know I with my mental health I've always struggled in finding a career to actually stay in and a job to bring in an income and so my husband owns his own business and I feel like this is going to free me financially because like me as an individual wanting to be independent and bring in income to help our family. I worked as a cashier, and then I quit working as a cashier to focus more on writing and photography. And so I feel as if God says, this is going to free you from your financial burdens because it's not just the book that's going to help bring in some income. It's going to be the mission and the purpose and the passion that you have that's going to lead you into so many opportunities. And this is why you've struggled for 30-something years, you know, however long I've been working. I could say 30-something years. But (laughs) this is why you've struggled for so long to get to where you are. I have held this for you so that when you do get your story out there, those chains will be broken and you will finally be free of that fear and just let it go. Be into like the butterfly. That's our butterfly for finally free. Be that butterfly. Come out of that cocoon, spread your wings, fly, and go and just 
be beautiful for everybody, not just pageant queen beautiful. But when I was younger, someone inspired me to do a mission statement, and we were doing a project in school, and I said, well, and I was so much younger, so it was kind of cute how I put it into words, but I said, well, I want to allow my outer beauty to let, to let my outer beauty shine so that my inner beauty could be, hold on, how do, I'm so sorry, I messed that up. <laughs> it was no, so you're fine, ago. you're fine. I want to use my outer beauty to allow my inner beauty to shine. So I was thinking if I could feel beautiful, if, and not just the makeup and the nails and the lashes that I think is artistically beautiful. That's just, you don't have to have all that to be God's beauty. But that's fun, right, to play in makeup and hair and nails and lashes. That's fun. But if I could use my voice and the, inner be- the outer beauty or the pageantry to use as a platform, or just get out there, and that's what I would like to do is let my outer beauty allow my inner beauty to shine. That is so beautiful. So, so look, I'm, I'm so glad that you said it again because that is so beautiful. Now, you talk about um, mental health, that you are an advocate for mental health. How would you or what would you tell a person that's trying to cope during this pandemic season, you know, just some of the things that um, would help them get through it. I'm so sorry. My daughter just came and opened. I'm so sorry. Can you repeat your question again? No, no, that's fine. Listen, I I don't have little ones. I have two older ones. (laughs) So you mentioned that you are an advocate for mental health. So I wanted you to just, um, you know, just share a little bit about how a person or what you would tell a person that's trying to cope with mental health during this pandemic season? What I would like to tell someone right now through this pandemic, if you're struggling with mental health, do not be afraid to speak up because I was afraid to speak up. You know, watching my own mother struggle with her mental health growing up and I didn't know what it was about and then when I turned 18 and I struggled I had that stigma of oh you can't talk about that you're going to be judged by that don't please don't let that stop you from telling someone I'm feeling a little more sad today than I usually am or I'm feeling anxious and I or I don't have these feelings and I don't know what they are if you don't feel confident to go talk to, it's always recommended to talk to a doctor, always, if you feel like it's that bad. But there are people like me that are advocates that if you just want to talk about the, the confusion of the feelings and you just don't know what's going on, there are people like me, of, um, you know, I'm not a licensed doctor, but you can come to me and just say, what have you experienced? And I could tell you and probably relate to you And I've dealt with this since I was 18 years old. So this was way before the pandemic even (laughs) began. And so Mm -hmm. the depression, the sadness, the worry, the stress, the anxiety, but most of all, do not be scared if you feel like you are so overwhelmed and you don't want to live. That is the scariest thing, and I'm such a strong advocate 
for suicide awareness because we are all valuable. We are all God's creation, and we all are worthy. We all have a purpose. And he does not want us to end our life before we get to our purpose. He, he is the creator. He is the author. He is the beginning. He is the end. And he has a reason for each of us to be here. And it's just it's, it's scary to think that people are hiding it because they of the stigma. And that just really frustrates me, that stigma, because I know what it feels like. Oh, she's the C word. <laughs> she's yeah. she's crazy. You know, she she's out of her mind. Don't it that I would rather be called those things because I came out and told someone that I'm struggling than to not come out and tell anyone and to leave my children behind or to leave my family behind because I was so scared of what people thought that I'm struggling with mental health conditions that I'm just going to keep it in. And I'm not trying to harshly judge people. I'm just trying to say I am an advocate, and I will talk to anyone. I've had several, several people just this year come to me and say, Ashley, my son, he was struggling, and he is not wanting to live. I don't uh, – we are getting him help, but me as an individual, I want to be there for him. Can you give me some advice? I've had someone come to me and say, Ashley – I just don't want to live anymore. I just, I'm done. And, I'm, and I talk to them and, and I try to talk them out of it. Of course, I always say, if you are thinking about it, you have to go and get help. Like, I, I, I suggest you go get help because if not, it can lead into something far worse than just the feelings. And so that's basically what I just, number one, don't be afraid of the stigma. There's so many of us now that the stigma should be going away. It really should be yes. going away. I, don't you agree? Like, I just think I that do. it should be going away this year. Like 2020 was the year to remove the stigma from mental health. And so 2021, Ashley Robertson's going to get up there and speak about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Cause I'm finally well, free. Exactly. <laughs> That's why this book is just going to take off. I mean, I am super excited. Just the title alone. Um, Who do you have or do you have anyone in your life that was influential in you deciding to um, write your story and to continue to tell your story? Okay. (laughs) Now this one might bring me to tears. (laughs) I recently just lost my grandmother, and we we had her funeral last week. And one of the things that she would always tell me, I would go to her, she would pray for me, she would give me scripture, most of those scriptures she taught me. And she always said, Ashley, no matter what, you have to keep on keeping on. And I don't know if other people, I'm sure you've heard that before, but when you're a little girl and you hear your nanny say that, I call her my nanny for the first time, and then you hear it through your teen years and your adult years, keep on keeping on. I'll go to her with my problems. Well, you got to keep on keeping on. So um, I wrote her a poem last week for her funeral, and I'm actually going to share it on my page 
probably in a couple of days when I can finally get through it without without sounding so emotional. But at the end it says, you know, she always wants us to keep on keeping on. And so that, I would have to say my grandmother, who we just lost, and we had her funeral last week, is my biggest influence. She raised me when my mom was going through her mental health struggles and she she would tell me, Ashley, I have my my grandmother, I have every church on the coast praying for you. <laughs> so I was I just she uplifted me and oh I definitely have to say my nanny. Definitely. Wow, wow. Thank you for sharing that. Now, if you could, um, if you have words of wisdom that you would like to share, I would definitely um, welcome those for someone that's going through, you know, a loss in this season and they want to give up hope. What are some words of encouragement that you would uh, share with them? <sighs> Through this season... And I have to say, I did lose my grandmother, and I did lose an, a great aunt, which was her sister, to COVID. So I know what it's like to lose someone who is a grandparent, and then I know what it's like to lose someone to COVID. And I just would say, pray for peace, know that God's got you, and know that the one that you lost, loves you so much that they're waiting for you, but you have to continue your life now and try to be in as much peace as possible and to just remember that we live a short life and we are not promised the next second and we are to live with every intent of making a difference in this world. Our impact is the reason we're here. And it just, I'm not really a, a, a wise woman sometimes to give words of wisdom on the spot, so I'm trying to find the right words. But I definitely think that those that are struggling with the loss right now during the season, even in Christmas, I mean, it's definitely going to be hard for us for Christmas this year. And don't give up hope that you can see your loved ones again, but don't give up hope that they want you to be at peace right now and to just know that they you you have a wonderful life. And if yeah. you're struggling with mental health right now and you're struggling with that while you've lost a loved one, reach out to somebody. Definitely don't be silent. Silent is dangerous. So... Just know that there are people that love you. I promise if you can't find anybody that you think that loves you, look me up because I will love on you. I will be there for you. I don't care the mistakes that you've made. A lot of people have told me that I have a heart of Christ and I love unconditionally. You can come to me with your mental health struggles, with your sadness right now and everything. So I just, I am definitely an advocate, and I am a, a listening ear, and I will not judge. I have no room to judge. And so I just be at peace knowing that 
You're still here. You have a job to do. God has plans for us all. Yes, Ashley, I know you you said on the spot, but you did an awesome job with your words <laughs> of wisdom. So I thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sharing that. Where can our listening audience, when the book comes out, get a copy from you? I know it will be on Amazon, but I normally like to have the um, – authors give their website or any social media accounts that you would like to give where they can keep in touch with you. Okay, so I created recently a Facebook page, and that's specifically for my, my writings and my book releases. It's facebook.com slash author Ashley Robertson. So it's A-U-T-H-O-R, and then my name, A-S-H-L-E-Y-R-O-B-E-R-T-S-O-N. So that's one way they could find me, facebook.com slash author Ashley Robertson. And then they could also email me if they have any questions of how to buy it or they can send a personal message to my Facebook account, that page that I just mentioned. And the email that they can email me at is robertsonpageantqueen at gmail.com. Those are the two best ways to get in touch with me to get a copy of the book. And like you said, it's going to be on Amazon, so I could direct them to that link, and hopefully they can support us and just read these amazing stories that I'm so excited and can't wait, which is going to be the best birthday gift ever. Yes. We are all finally free. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Ashley, I would like to so thank you, thank you for um, being on the show. Thank you. On behalf of Gospel Time Machine, AGD Publishing, we here at Authors Chat with Allison would like to thank you for taking time out to spend your day with us, wishing you much success and blessings on your journey. Peace, Allison. Thank you.